All right, good afternoon, boys and girls. This is your Uncle Jimmy spewing out of your speakers and your earbuds, bringing you Grease the Wheels, a weekly automotive technician podcast from the Rock and Roll Garage. Hey, this week, uh, I want to talk to you. Oh, first, before I get started, let me let me say this real quick. Uh, I want to say this to all the people out there who fix things and keep things moving and keep things working. Thank you very much for what you do. I know you don't get a lot of appreciation from the people you work for and even the people that you provide services for, but I... Your Uncle Jimmy, appreciate everything that you do. The power's on here. The air conditioning was just on a few minutes ago. Uh, the internet is actually fucking working, which is ridiculous. And uh, the highway system's working, and all the supermarkets have lights and and refrigerators and freezers and shit in them working. And so uh, I want to thank all of you people out there who make this shit happen and make it keep fucking happening, okay? Thank you very much for what you do. Now, uh, one of the things that I like to do on this podcast is I like to get people worked up and because it's kind of my thing. You know, I get worked up. I figure why not have all these fucking people join me on that journey through life, you know, all worked up and anxious and shit. What I came up with was, and this is just, you know, it was time for a wacky one. So here it comes. But uh, what I wanted to do was kind of find a way to let other people know exactly what it's like to be an automotive technician and have it be fun. Have it be fun to learn what it's like to be abused and disrespected and used and underpaid and underappreciated. I wanted to kind of find a way to have other people live through that sort of shit, okay? What I came up with was, and and this I think would really be good for anyone uh, who is a teenager or is just getting out of high school or maybe even milling around after high school trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. I think that a lot of these particular things that I'm going to tell you about would be really good for them because it would give them a much better idea of what it would be like to be an automotive technician. And then it, probably it would fucking scare them off. And then I actually have a couple of suggestions for ways to make it so that people would actually want to be an automotive technician. Now, here's the thing, and and you guys know this. We all know this as automotive technicians. This job is in no fucking way whatsoever glamorous. It is not a glamour fucking job. It is not a hero's job. It is not a job where you get praise and adulation from maybe hundreds or thousands or even millions of people. It's just a fucking thankless job with no appreciation. It's just, it's just thankless. It's, it's basically it in a nutshell. It's thankless. You know, if you fix somebody's car and they paid money for it, they don't feel like they need to acknowledge the fact that you, you, you fixed it, even though they may have fucked it up royally even though they may have fucking absolutely just fucking shit hammered their car and you went through and as a trained and experienced automotive technician, you unfucked their car and all they did was have to pay and, and somebody else took the money and gave you a small portion of it. And none of those people who had to deal with that transaction give a fuck about you and have any respect for you and are going to say to you, oh, hey, nice job on that one. You know, that car was a pile of shit and you fucking uh, shined it up and made it look nice again. So thank you very much for what you do. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to introduce people who might be considering getting into the automotive technician field 
I want to kind of give them a, a clue as to what's going on. And that, and clue is actually one of the things that we're going to be talking about. Now, what I wanted to do is I wanted to make it fun to learn how much being an automotive technician can suck. I wanted to make it fun. And I thought, you know what I could do is we could come up with a whole bunch of different board games. Now, now some of you may not be familiar with board games, but uh, they're pretty popular in some parts of the world. Uh, I think in the United States, they're very popular. Uh, you get a couple, two, three people together and you really don't have anything to do and there's nothing on TV. And so you, you whip out a board game. And what these are, are games where you you know have to roll dice and answer questions and move pieces around a board and then eventually somebody wins and calls everybody else a loser and then he gets beaten up maybe, who knows. Uh, and, and it's just good, clean, family-friendly fun. But I want to take and twist it around and fucking use it to scare people off from being automotive technicians. I'm, I'm fucking dead goddamn serious about this too because if they're not going to fucking pay us, why would we recommend this job for anybody? You know, why would we say to people, oh, you know, uh, you should become an automotive technician. It would be a really good job for you. Fuck, you're not going to hear anybody say that. You're not going to hear anybody that is an automotive technician say that. You're just not going to hear that, you know. I did the uh, podcast a a few weeks ago where I suggested that maybe we should just completely sabotage the industry and tell people not to get into the, the industry. And really, I didn't even have to make that podcast because we already fucking do that. We already do that, you know. If a guy comes up to me and says, hey, this is my son, you know, so-and-so. He's thinking about becoming an automotive technician. What do you think about that? And what I want to do really is just reach back and slap the fucking shit right out of that kid and say, listen, kid, get do anything else. I mean, become a heroin addict or, or fucking become a pimp or a garbage man, anything, you know, Uh, but this job, this job sucks, and there's no pay, there's no appreciation, there's no gratitude, there's no real reason to get into the fucking field of fixing cars, there's no real reason to do it, just don't do it, and really, honestly, you don't have to really sabotage a whole lot of people, because a lot of kids, uh, with the advent of the internet, have figured out that being an automotive mechanic sucks dick, it sucks dick, it's okay for some of us, some of us even enjoy it, but the money ain't there, Money's not fucking there. And and I'm telling you right now that if you're out there and you're an automotive mechanic and you're making six digits, which is 100K a year or even more, then I want to say congratulations. But I'm betting that you're not listening to this podcast. You're probably out there hustling your ass off, working overtime, not seeing the family and just breaking your ass six, maybe even seven days a week to make that much money. Is it worth it? You have to decide that for yourself. We talked about that before too. When I said, you know, go to the mirror and see, you know, if what you do is is worth it. You know, you have to kind of do that yourself. What I want to do is offer up a fun, fun, family friendly way of figuring out that being an automotive mechanic kind of sucks dick. And what I wanted to do was take a few different popular board games that we have, and and maybe they don't have these where you are, and I apologize, but uh, they're pretty popular over here. You get the family together and, uh, you know, nothing puts the, the fun and dysfunctional like a fucking board game where one of your brothers or one of your sisters or maybe your parents are real, real super competitive and they have to fucking win. And if they don't, they fucking just take the whole board game and throw it up in the air and go, ah, fuck all y'all. You know, at least that's what they say here in Texas. But you get the idea. Now, the first game that I came up with, and what this is, is basically just a parody of the real game, okay? Now, the first game I came up with was obviously the uh, granddaddy of them all of board games. It's Monopoly. 
And I don't know if you've ever played Monopoly before. It's kind of cool. It, you know, you have to go around and you land on these properties and they're available to buy if you're the first one to land on them. You can buy them, pay the pay the the mortgage on them and, and own them. And if you own all of them in a certain section, you can start putting houses on them. And that way, when the other players in the game land on them, they have to pay rent. Okay, that's cool. And then if you get enough money, you can actually build a hotel on there. And if you get down to the two at the end, which is Boardwalk and Park Place, and you put a fucking hotel there, and you, one of the other players on the other uh, one of the other players in the game lands on that fucking either one of those properties, be it Boardwalk or Park Place, you're gonna bend them right over and fuck them in the ass and make them pay this huge fucking rent just to have their piece on that board right in front of your thing. Now, the shop version, the automotive technician, the greased wheels version of Monopoly is going to be called Shopopoly, only because I couldn't really think of anything better for it. But Shopopoly is going to be real similar to Monopoly, only it's going to be much more evil and much more maniacal. And and, and the, the greed involved in this particular game is going to reach right out and grab you by the throat, okay? Now, uh, you have to start off with with a little a character, kind of a piece, they call him almost. Uh, and, and there was, you know, in, in the real game, there's a top hat and a thimble. But uh, in this game, there's going to be different sized uh, sockets, usually a 10 millimeter, maybe a Torx bit. Or maybe a, maybe a little car with a flat tire. Who even knows? You know, you could have all kinds of different uh, uh, pieces that you can use as your as your piece on the board. Okay. Now, when you start out, you're going to be going through the shit part of town, Baltic and Mediterranean Avenue, where all the ghetto shops are, and and you're going to actually be looking for a job. So there'll actually already be shops there, but they're not going to be very good shops. They're going to be kind of graffiti covered and the kind of shop where you get paid in cash or maybe weed or maybe something else. Who even knows? Uh, depending on what you like and what your customer has that you like. And so you, you get an idea. And of course, the pay is terrible. So, you know, you want to get, you don't really want to roll a low number and land on any of those places. You want to get past that and you want to go to the low level indies, which would be uh, mostly used car dealers that are also kind of independent repair shops. And, and this would be almost as bad as the garbage graffiti covered uh, ghetto hood rat fucking garages that you would see and uh, so you don't make any money there either so when you roll and you land there you end up losing money and it actually costs you money to to, to work to be on those those particular spots and then there's also uh there isn't really railroads okay i mean you there could be but uh you know you have a, a go to jail and community chest and all that stuff you'd have that stuff too but there would be different uh, shops in different areas and uh, you would you would land on them and then you would have to get your car fixed or you would either fix the car depending on the roll of the dice. If it was an odd number roll, you'd have to get your car fixed and you'd have to pay. And if it's an even number roll, you'd you'd be the one who gets paid to fix the cars and you could get you could make money that way. And then depending on where you are on the board, obviously when you get the boardwalk and park place, these are real highfalutin uh luxury line automobile dealerships and you make a lot of money there. But if you roll an even an odd number, then you have to get your car repaired there and they are going to bend you over and fuck you. They're going to fuck 
you right in the ass really bad. And you may not make it past Boardwalk and Park Place with your fucking beat up whip, you know? You might get your fucking whoopty repossessed because you can't afford to pay to get it fixed and you can't afford to pay the payments. So you're going to probably not pass go. You're not going to collect $200. You're going to go directly to fucking jail and there's no get out of jail free card at all. There's just not there. All there is is cards that say, you know, you fucked up a transmission so you have to fix it now or, or you fucked up an engine now you have to fix it or you you crashed into another car with a customer's car and now you have to pay for that and so that all comes out of the money that you've earned okay so and then and, and then you have to deal with uh uh like like the community chest which would be like your boss telling you have to do certain things uh you know you pick up the card and it says take out the garbage go back two spaces and take out the garbage or uh, go back two spaces and clean up a fucking nasty oil spill that somebody else made you know uh maybe a card comes up and says oh you know you have to take all the tires out and there's 400 of them and uh you know you need to do it in 10 minutes and so you know you just basically get fucked around and that's all really that's all shopopoly is really you're going to go and you're going to try to get around the board and you're going to try to make money, but you're just basically going to get fucked everywhere you land. Everywhere you fucking land, you're just going to get fucked. And I'm thinking maybe instead of having the railroads, well, you could still have the railroads, but it would be like you go to a railroad and the railroad uh, the railroad comes along and it runs you over and kills you and you win. So <laughs> that's how you win. You get you get killed before you get fucked over too much, right? So that that's kind of gives you a clue as to what shopopoly would be like, you know, and there's other features. There's other features to it and other rules I'm sure I could make up if I spent any more time thinking about it. But it could be it could be a fun game. And then another board game that, that would adapt itself, I think it would adapt itself really, really well to uh, an automotive technician kind of a genre would be Clue. And of course, we'd have to change the name on that one also to No Clue. And what it would be would be uh, where you have to go through and you go around the board and you try to skunk out the stupid things that your service manager is doing or trying to do or has done. And then what you end up with is a bunch of clues that that show you that some of the management in the in the shop that you work in doesn't have a clue. They have no clue. They they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And the cards. What you'll do is you is you'll call out different cards to the other players until you have figured out which cards are the ones laying in the middle of the table. And so you end up going. You end up with something like uh, the service manager. You know, didn't do something. What, what what would it be that he couldn't do that he should do? You know, the service manager didn't open the store at nine o'clock like he's supposed to. And now we have no customers. You know, that's that's the the card that are laid out you have no customers shop open late the service manager didn't show up and because he was hung over uh that would be no clue that would be you know instead of one of the characters in the clue game actually killing somebody in the kitchen with a candlestick it would be uh, a service manager killing the profits of the of the dealership or the shop with his uh, ineptitude and it could be fun because there's definitely all kinds of ineptitude you could get from a service manager or somebody oh a fixed ops manager excuse me i know a lot of them like to be called that you know it makes them sound more important they're like instead of calling somebody a garbage man they're a sanitation engineer you know it's like okay yeah and i'm a i'm a bullshit sorter uh, another game that adapts itself really well risk risk and i think that this is a game where you and, and i don't even really know how the fuck you play risk to, in, to, to be honest with you i don't i don't have any idea how that goes i don't have i've never played it uh i don't really have a i don't really have a desire to play it but i'm thinking that we could adapt that to the automotive technician genre what we do is we we go around the board we have a you know a little piece like we had in shopopoly and we go around the board and we land on certain spots and we get little tidbits of information 
for a resume. Just little tidbits like, oh, he went to tech school, you know, and then you, you, you move five more spaces and you get another tidbit. Oh, he graduated high school. And then you go another little farther and it says, oh, they were incarcerated. Oh, you know, they were, they're on probation or they had a DWI or whatever. And by the time you get all the way around the board, everybody gets around the board, you put together a resume for an employee to work as a technician, and you've got all these little tidbits that you've collected as you've gone around the board. You probably go around the board three, four times maybe, and you pick up all these tidbits. And then at the end, you have to decide if you're going to hire this this gentleman or this lady with all of these clues. And some of them are going to be good, but most of them are going to be bad because, well, quite frankly, there's just none of us out there looking, except, of course, the bad ones. And, uh, and then you flip over the resume and it says, ah, the risk you took did not pay out. They stole everything in the shop. They wrecked all the cars the customers brought in and they stole all the money out of them. And then they, uh, they also got your daughter pregnant, you know, and then they, then they left and moved out of state and, and you find out that their name was an alias. And, and that's all on you. You took the risk and you didn't bother to, to vet this person at all. You didn't bother to, to find out if he was actually an inmate or if he was a con man or if he actually had a social security number that was actually his or somebody else's that that would be a risk that would be the kind of game of risk that you could play in a in a shop situation and really that should tr- that could be a good training tool for a service manager or somebody who's looking to do that job you know it's like hey you know you, you go through the board and you get these clues and you got to take a risk and you decide by looking at these clues and it's not the same as clue clue is different okay but it's it's the game of risk and you 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 get all these these little tidbits of information from a uh, uh, resume or perhaps even a live interview. And then you have to put together and you have to decide whether or not you want to take the risk. And then at the end, you you roll some dice, you flip over some cards and you find out that he's actually kind of a piece of shit. He's a, he's a serial killer. And, uh, and so that, that would be the game of risk. Now there's some other, there's some other games that might work a little better. It might be a little more popular. I don't think risk would be a very popular game. Not that way. I don't think that anybody wants to sit around and do HR, HR shit for fun, but there's another one battleship. Okay. And battle battleships kind of fun. You know, you have to, you put, uh, you put certain, uh, you put boats out on a grid. It, you know, it's got letters on one side and numbers on the other side. And the other guy calls out, uh, you know, a one, you know, he's dropping a bomb on a one and you got nothing there. So you go, it's a miss. And then, you know, he, he goes, okay, I'm going to drop a bomb on B two. And, and you've got a battleship there and it hit it right on the stern and you go, ah, you hit my battleship. And then, and then you go on from there. Now, you could change that around. Instead of calling it battleship, you could call it fucked up piece of shit instead of battleship. Fucked up piece of shit. And what it is 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 that you have to diagnose it by guessing uh, coordinates, okay? So you say say you have coordinates A through A through probably, I don't know, 10 letters in. What is that? ML, something like that. And then you have numbers 1 through 10. So you have little plastic pieces of shit cars, and you put them on this board, and you drop them in there. Uh, the first guy to complete all the repairs to all of the cars gets to win fucked up shit. Uh, and, and it's just kind of a play on words, battleship or fucked up shit. This way you can, you know, you can drop four bombs on, on say a luxury automobile that's spanning the spots of, uh, D one, two, three, and four. And the guy goes, oh man, you fucked up my shit. And, <laughs> oh man, you, you fucked up my shit. Oh man. Sorry. Okay. Well, that, that was probably not going to be a very popular game. I don't think so either. But you could uh, you could always, you know, I mean, a game like that, 
That could teach people that everybody else's car is a piece of shit except yours. And really, I, I think that there's a message there too, okay? Now, we all have these customers. You know, let me just let me just talk between ourselves, okay? We all have these customers who want their car to be perfect. My car's perfect. You have to make my car perfect. Listen, pal, number one, nothing is perfect. And especially not fucking you, okay? And number two, Every car that you see today, including the one that you own, is going to be upside down with the wheels ripped off of it and the engine hanging out of it and the transmission's taken out and there's bullet holes in it and somebody has spray painted eat me on the side of it at a pick and pull. Your car is going to be a fucked up piece of shit someday. The sooner you get used to it, the better and more productive and fruitful your own life will be instead of trying to make your car perfect. And that's part of the lesson of of fucked up shit, you know, instead of battleship, fucked up shit. The next game is, uh, this is a little controversial kind of a game that I, I came up with. And uh, what it is, is it, you have to play this with the other technicians in the shop and you have to yell and scream at each other and you have to get angry. And, and this game has to be made out of like something really strong that you can't break because this is going to piss a lot of people off, okay? Because this actually happens in a lot of different shops. It is the game called Hungry, Hungry Hippo, where you operate this big plastic hippo that jumps out and grabs marbles, and you try to grab the most marbles. Only we would call ourselves Hungry, Hungry Gravy Master, somebody who's always out there grabbing all the gravy work all the time, like a lot like a Hungry, Hungry Hippo. So what you do is you invite your friends to play this game. And if one of your friends is one of these gravy masters who's always grabbing everything, you just reach over and punch him right in the fucking face. And if you knock him out, you get an extra 10 points. That's how you win at Hungry Hungry Gravy Gravy Master. And that that really, honestly, that's a game that really a, a lot of technicians I know play where they, they grab the good work. They gra- they're out there like a hungry fucking hippo grabbing the good work, grabbing the gravy. You know, riding the gravy kayak down Gravyville, you know, the gravy river into Gravyville. Now, one of the other games, and I don't know how this game is played either, but it's called Sorry, and I can imagine a thousand different ways to play that game, okay? Uh, and what it is, it's a board game, and what you have to do is you have to take care of everybody else's piece on that board, whether it's a, a Torx bit or a 10-millimeter socket or whatever, and they land on certain spots, on the board, they roll a dice. It comes up five. They move five five spaces, and you're the next player. Okay, you you've already spun and got the order all set up. You've already you know thrown the dice and figured out who's next in line. So your your buddy who's next to you goes. He rolls a five. He goes five spaces, and and he and it says on that space your car falls off the lift, and then the next guy has to pick up a card. There's going to be a big stack of cards there, and he's going to pick up the car, the card, and he's going to say, oh. We didn't pay our insurance premiums for that month, so you're fucked. Sorry. And then you then you move on. Then you roll the dice and you move your piece, whatever it is, the 10 millimeter socket, or maybe, you know, uh, I can think of a thousand other things, a pocket screwdriver. And you move your six feet, six spaces. And on the sixth space, it says, oh, we forgot to put oil in your car and now your engine is seized. And then the next guy picks up a card and he says, oh, your car was already broken when it got here. Sorry. (laughs) 
And that's how that whole game goes along until everybody's shit is all fucked up and you fucking, and you all crack a beer and spit it on each other or whatever. Okay, that's sorry. Now, I used to play the next game. <laughs> the next game on the list. I used to play this all the time, but I don't remember how. I, I Honestly, it just, it's been so long since I played it, but uh, I don't remember how to play it. It's called Uno. And I, and what it is is you you flip cards over until you have one card and you you holler out Uno and then if somebody flips up a card that you can play your card you throw it down and you win okay that's just great I think you could do the same thing with service orders and they don't have to be full you know printed out customer signed service orders or any of that shit it could just be a service order it could be an oil change or it could be a brake fluid flush or it could be uh, changing the uh, the uh, fresh air cabin filter, or it could be changing a tire, or it could be a transmission job or an engine job. It could be something good, all right? It's not because some of these some of these jobs pay better than others, obviously. And so you would have a whole deck full of cards that are service orders, and you would just pound them out. You know, somebody puts down an oil change, you put down an oil change, and then somebody puts down an engine, you put down an engine, and then eventually you get to the point where you go uno, and you only have one left and then what you do is you know you get to the point where you can throw that down and then what you do is you add up the hours how many hours you <laughs> you made on all the all the repairs on all the cards that you had okay you make <laughs> you you and then whoever has the most hours obviously fucking wins and tells everybody else in the shop to go fuck themselves that's uno here's another game that i would like to dedicate to uh to all of the warranty administrators out there and everybody else who has to look at arrows and decipher what the fuck a technician wrote and this is the game called scrabble so basically what you're going to do is you're going to get a great big fucking cloth bag full of letters and you're just going to throw them on a board and they're going to make no fucking sense whatsoever and that's exactly like the complaint cause and correction on any repair order ever written out there, okay? Because you know what? Here's the fucking deal. No one out there, okay? And and I mean, maybe there's one exception. Maybe there's two, okay? But no one out there as a technician right now, and especially listening to this, is a fucking Pulitzer-winning author. We're not writers. We don't write screenplays. We don't write plays. We don't write books. We don't write manuscripts. We don't write movies or TV shows. We don't write anything. We don't want to write anything. And the reason we don't want to write anything is because writing stuff doesn't pay us anything. Yes, the pen is mightier than the sword. And if you write a really good job story, you can get paid extra. But really, in the end, the whole writing of a story, if you're going to code something a certain way, if something's going to pay a certain amount of money, no matter what I write, I should get paid that amount of money for that. That's just the way it is, okay? So if I just throw a bunch of fucking letters up there and at the end I get a triple word score, then I win. But that isn't how it works. And, and, and Scrabble is kind of a, a fucked up game because you end up with words and people have to look in a dictionary and go, that's not a word. And then you take that dictionary, you throw it across the room and go, fuck your dictionary, I win. And you just throw it away and get a better game. Now, the next game, <laughs> it's just called Scrabble for a fucking reason, okay? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> The next game on my list, and this is one that all technicians are really, 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 really good at if they work in a shop where they have to take out their own garbage. If you work in a shop where somebody comes in at night and empties your garbage, then you're not familiar with this at all, okay? But if you work in a shop where you, the technician, who creates the garbage, basically, this is what people always used to say. If you're the one who creates the garbage and then you have to be the one to take it out to the dumpster and dump it, you have a unique game that you play. And I love this game. I, 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 I got to say, I'm, you know, I've told you a thousand times I'm a real neat person. I'm kind of a neat Nick. It's, a, it's actually a disease. I'm not sure what it's called, but I have to have things clean and neat. But I still love this game. 
Whenever I see it, I love it. It makes me smile because I came up with this name for this a long time ago. It's called Jenga. Only in our case, it's called garbage Jenga because you have to empty the trash. You're not going to. You don't want to. You're not going to. So you don't empty the trash until not only is it full, but you have miraculously stacked fucking two and a half tons of shit on top of the full garbage can. You have garbage Jenga, and whoever can get that stack higher fucking wins. That's all there is to it. And, I mean, if you've got, and, and rotor boxes don't count, okay? Rotor boxes stack too easy, especially if they have rotors in them, okay? You have to put the rotors in the scrap. Now, garbage Jenga doesn't have any other rules other than it can't fall over. It just has to be higher than the guy next to you who is also playing garbage Jenga. And, and I'm telling you, I have seen some fucking masters of this game. I have seen some three, four, and five foot high piles of trash on top of a full trash can. And all because they're the ones who have to take it out. Fuck that. I'm not taking it out until it's full. Got news for you when it's five feet higher than the can. It's been full for a long fucking time, pal. All right. <laughs> Garbage Jenga. And I know that some of you are sitting there right now. I, I, I can tell you, I can see this in my mind. I have this kind of imagination. Some of you out there that are listening to this podcast right now in the shop are looking at your own garbage can and snickering because it is stacked a couple, two, three feet higher than the garbage can itself. I know that you're doing it. I want you to see how fucking high you can make it. And send me some pictures, goddammit. You guys don't ever send me pictures. You, get, you, send, you, you leave comments, which are cool as shit, okay? And if you have an idea for a board game that you could modify to have automotive technicians or even someone who was thinking about being an automotive technician, if you had a game that they could play that would turn them off from being an automotive mechanic, because that's that's really what I'm trying to do here is, is inform people how shitty it is to really do what we do. If you guys have a game that does that, let me know what it is. Maybe it's Hangman. Who fucking knows? Oh, garbage Jenga. Send me some pictures, gentlemen. I know, I know right now you're looking at it and laughing because you have stacked your shit so, your nasty, shitty, whatever, old brake pads and fucking whatever else you have. I mean, it could be banana peels or empty oil bottles or whatever the fuck else you guys throw away. And it's all stacked up just like right as high as you can make it. And then you are, you're standing there trying to figure out how you can put one more fucking thing on it. I can see it. It's, I know you sons of bitches. I worked with all of you, I think. And then there's the game of life. And I don't, I've never played the game of life, although technically I am playing it right now as we speak. I don't know what the game of life is, but uh, I should have probably researched this a little more before I did it. But you know what? Eh, I'm fucking tired. And it's Monday, so I work today 12 hours, by the way. So uh, you're going to have to uh, cut me a little fucking slack, okay? And the game of life, really, I don't know. It's just a bunch of cards, and you get dealt a shit hand, and it's it's based on uh, just stuff that automotive technicians go through, you know? You show up, and, and the game of life starts out as a week. It starts out as a week. This is the automotive technician version. I don't know what the real game of life is like. I don't really care. But the game of life for automotive technicians start out as Monday morning, and you head right into the fucking chaos. You roll some dice, and what you get is, is you know, say you get six. Okay, so you get six cards. And what they are is ROs, uh, you know, types of cars, and what's wrong with them. And then you have to kind of stack them up. You have to kind of play them, almost like a poker hand. You kind of play them, and then... 
and then your your next guy he rolls his dice and he gets nine, so he has nine cards. So he you know it's going to be really tough for him to do nine cars, especially when one of them's like a fucking uh, you know a goddamn jaguar with a heating and air conditioning fucking problem or a leaking valve cover. You know maybe it's a maybe it's something else that's difficult to fix. Anyway, all these cars are just all these cards that you get in this game of life are just ROs for cars and they're, they're shit cars and they're shit problems most of the time because that's what happens to us. You know, you show up on a Monday, maybe you're in a good mood, you had a good weekend, you feel good, you you, know, you took a shower, you had a nice drive-in, and then you get to work, and, and the next thing you know, they're fisting you with fucking all kinds of stupid-ass broken shit, and you can't get paid nothing for any of it, okay? And that's the game of life. And so what you do is you show up, you sh- you don't even have to roll the dice, you, you, you just get an R, there's just a stack of ROs there, and, and at the end, the guy who rolled the highest number, you know, you, you roll a two and you go first, you roll a five. You're the next guy. There's four of you. He rolls. Somebody rolls a seven, and he's then he's third, and then you rolled a nine. You're last. That's it. You are gonna get fucked in the game of life, okay? Because uh, uh, the other guys are gonna roll to see how many arrows they take, and then when they get to you, you're the last guy, and you don't get to roll the dice at all. You just get to take the entire fucking stack of arrows that the other guys didn't take, and you have to fix all of that shit, and you have to do all that shit the same fucking day. And if you wanted to add a whole nother player, you could add a service advisor. And what he would have to do is poke you in the shoulder and go, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Is it done yet? Is it done yet? How much longer? How much longer? Is it going to be finished today? Is it going to be finished today? Shit like that, you know? And then, uh, and of course, the board for the game of life in that particular situation would have to be laminated so that when you killed the service of you didn't get his blood on the board, you could wipe it off and play it, start all over again with a different service advisor. And maybe he wouldn't be a, such a pain in the ass, whiny bastard. That's the game of life. You're always going to get more work than you can do, and you're going to have to do it because guess what? There's nobody out there, okay? And this is a good time for me to plug this, okay? Let me tell you something, folks. The people who employ us as automotive technicians have fucked themselves over so bad by treating us and our counterparts and our associates so poorly and paying us so poorly that nobody wants to do this job. Nobody wants to be an automotive technician, and it's starting to show up. It's starting to show up in the one ads that show up every week and every day. It's starting to show up in our shops. It's starting to show up everywhere. Customers can't get their cars fixed. We can't get parts for them anyway. Uh, we do what we can. Uh, I left work today uh, where I work. There was a stack of ROs for stuff that hadn't even been looked at yet. Was probably 30 ROs, probably 30. I'm just guessing because I look at it and I just shake my head and I go, well, uh, we would probably be able to look at 30 cars in one day if there were more than, uh, you know, 16 of us or 15 of us or whatever there is, you know. But uh, I worked all day on stuff that I've been trying to diagnose and get fixed since Friday. You know, it does, it's not something that happens uh, in a minute or even in 20 minutes. You know, some of this stuff takes a lot of time. And in my case, I try to help the, the people who work around me. And so a lot of times if I take a job and it's supposed to take 20 minutes and I'm five minutes in and I'm spending half an hour, 45 minutes helping somebody else with something else, you know? So uh, it, it's just, the situation is not going to get better. And the people who created it are whining about it and, and, it, and they know the answer. They know the answer. But they just don't want to acknowledge it. And the answer is, the answer is money. We all know it is. It's money. If the job paid well, more people would want to do it. End of sentence. No, nothing could be truer. Uh, the other thing that goes on too is that the generation of children who have grown up probably, I would say, within the last 30 years. Let's let's be kind and say 40. 
okay? And that really does honestly kind of include me. I think that all of us harbor a very great desire to be rich. We really do. We want to have a lot of money. Maybe some of us want to have fame and fortune. You know, we want to we want to be a celebrity of some sort. And we want to enjoy fortune. We want to enjoy great fortune. We want to have a lot of money. Uh, and being an automotive mechanic is an excellent way to not do any of that. It's it's an excellent way to not have a fortune. It's an excellent way to not have a lot of money. So if you're looking for a lot of money and you want to be rich, being an automotive mechanic would be at the very, really rock bottom of the fucking list. Now, moving along, uh, the next game would be Twister. Now, Twister is an excellent, excellent game to get you acclimated to being an automotive technician because if you're any good at all and people try to count on you and try to get you to do things for them, you're going to end up all kinds of twisted up and fucked up and trying to touch the green spot with your left foot and trying to fucking, you know, install a fucking plate frame with your right foot blue and your left foot red. And it just, it Twister is just perfect. It's a perfect example of what it's like to be an automotive technician. You're going to have to contort your shit to do all kinds of shit that it wasn't meant to do and it's perfect and the fact that there's a spinner is great because all it would do is point to whoever is going to tell you what to do next whether it's a service manager the service advisor or even the general manager or maybe just the foreman you know they're going to spin it and it's going to be like the foreman gets to tell you what to do and i go hey take your fucking right foot and stick it up your own ass oh shit not again twister it's a fucking perfect game to fucking describe what being an automotive technician is like twister you're all contorted and fucked up trying to do things that you shouldn't be able to do at all. All right. Then there's one. This one's more educational, really. And I think it's actually uh, is something that you could actually, I mean, if you were so inclined to take one of these goofy fucking stupid ideas of mine and make something out of it, this would be the one. You probably don't remember this because I think it's an old time thing that was big when I was a kid, but it was called Operation. And what it was was a picture of like a, human body only with, you know, certain parts not there. Um, And what you had to do was go in and it was electrified too, by the way, um, which is a little scary. You don't want to play in a bathtub, but you would go in and you would have a pair of tweezers that were like a ground strap and you would go in and try to remove the wrenched ankle, which was always a wrench. And uh, the funny bone, which was a bone that looked funny and, and another sort of shit like that. And you had to go through a very small opening and you had to try not to touch his side because if you did, this buzzing noise would come out and the guy's nose would light up like a clown. Ah! And then you would you would pull a card and it would say, remove wrenched ankle. And you'd stick the tweezers in there and you try not to touch the sides and you remove the ankle, the wrench out of the ankle. And, and, and you, so you win. Well, you don't win, but you get points and. Eventually, if you're good at it, you can win. And I'll tell you, honestly, it was really big when I was a kid, and which was a long time ago, by the way. Uh, and I, I would bet you money that there's probably a good number of doctors out there who decided they wanted to be a doctor because they actually played operation and were pretty good at it. And you know what? I want to say kudos to you for figuring out from playing a game like Operation that you wanted to actually be a doctor. I think that's cool as shit. I just really hope that all of the games that I've listed here over the course of the last 45 minutes have have dissuaded you completely from being an automotive technician and actually being something worthwhile and valuable instead. 
Oh shit! You know I love you. I love you, and I, 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 when I run you down, I run me down too. Okay, so that's that's the story there. And I just don't feel like really that we get the recognition or the the the, the wages that we deserve, and and that's all that is. It's it's just a play on that. The next game is a, another game, and this one you have to play with a member of management because uh, he's going to have to provide some of the answers to some of the questions that you have. And the name of this game is called Boggle. And we're just going to change it to boggle the, boggles the mind, okay? And what you do is you you have a piece just like you did in Shopopoly, and you roll around the board, and you have to pick up a card from a certain pile. Some are red or some are blue or some are green. And they all have different problems that a service manager or someone in management in a shop or a dealership would see. So you you roll the dice, you get a three, you go three spaces, it says pick up a blue card. You pick up the blue card, it says this fucking overweight, ugly-looking Karen came in and was pissed that you changed the radio stations in her car. What do you do? And then, of course, this, the, this would be the service manager or the manager person that's playing this game with you who would have to tell you what they would do to solve that particular case. Then from there, you would move on, and his answer would probably boggle your fucking mind and that's why the game is called boggle it would boggle your fucking mind a red card would come up and say oh you know uh the brand new kid you hired three weeks ago who who didn't have a driver's license and didn't know how to drive a stick just drove a a car into the uh forklift forks and uh now it's skewered and uh he, he came within three inches of dying and you and and what would you say you know and as a service manager you'd be like wow another three inches and i wouldn't have to deal with this fucking ding dong anymore <laughs> And that would boggle your mind. It would boggle my mind. Like, oh, you really wish the kid was dead. He's your son, you know? <laughs> uh, the next one, and you may not hear about this one. I don't know. It depends on how it goes. It's called Taboo. What were what would be some of the things that you would hear in a shop that would be Taboo? I don't even know. What, what would be off limits in a shop? As far as I know, there's really nothing off limits. I mean, we've really... Honestly, over the course of the last 20 plus years, I've heard and said things to people that I would never say to anybody else ever, but it's completely and 100% totally acceptable in a shop. Maybe that's what makes it taboo. Maybe we should call it shop taboo. Is there anything in the shop that's taboo? I don't know. Maybe the game is just where we try to find something that's taboo. Maybe that's an ongoing game, you know? Like, what would be the worst thing that somebody could say to you if you worked it next to them in a shop? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Is there anything? I mean, there isn't really anything that you can't or won't hear in a shop. I mean, everything from people calling you all kinds of names to telling you that you're you're an idiot in, in a thousand different manners, uh, from other people yelling at you for something that you maybe did or didn't even do. I mean, there's just no real taboo in a shop. So maybe that's not a real good game. Here's another one that would work really, 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 really well with service advisors and shop managers and service managers and fixed ops managers and whatever kind of fucking managers you have. So the next one up is Trivial Pursuit. Now, Trivial Pursuit is where you used to go around and you would get a, you would land on a spot and you would get a, a question of a certain color. And then if you got that question right, you would get a piece of pie for your pie. And then you once you fill your pie up, uh, once you fill your pie hole up, once you fill your pie up, then you win. Now, in our case, we would have little small toolboxes and we would get tools to put in them. You know, you'd have a, a wrench question, a screwdriver question, a hammer question. I don't know, maybe a 10 millimeter socket question. I don't know, whatever. You could make it up like that. But then the questions were always uh, st- stupid shit that goes on in your dealership. You know, it's like, oh, you know, an RO comes back and it says on there, uh, you know, this, that or the other thing. And it doesn't say anything about this, but you're expected to do that. 
would you do that? You know, and you'd be like, no, and oh, that's not the right answer. And, you know, so it would be, it would be about all the stupid trivial shit that you have to do and don't get paid for, basically. It would be about tri- pursuing trivial shit. So that's what that would be like. And then at the end, when you fill up your toolbox, you're done, you win, you go home, you retire, whatever. Here's another game that I played. And this one is actually hilarious. This is kind of a party game. You have to play this with people who, you know, you want to play it with people you know. You could play it with the people in your shop. The real game you would want to play with real people. The uh, the the automotive version you would want to play with people in your shop. You wouldn't want to play them with normal normal people. Normal people have normal jobs. Uh, it's Cards Against Humanity. Okay, now Cards Against Humanity is one of the more awful games I've ever come across, and which makes it beautiful, which is perfect because you always get one card that says something on it, and then another card that makes sometimes no sense, but it's awful to think about, really. And uh, if you've ever played it, you know what I'm talking about. I can't really even think of a really good example, but we wouldn't make it Cards Against Humanity. We would make it Cards Against Technicians. And what it would be, it would actually be Cars Against Technicians. It would be about, it would be a car, okay? And then the card that you match it up with is a problem that you'd have to fix in that car. And then you'd have to look it up in a labor time guide to see if you made it, if you, if you could make any money on it. And then of course you probably wouldn't. And so you, then you would lose. And it would be funny because it would always be shit like, you know, changing a water pump in a beetle or changing a flux capacitor in a DeLorean. It would be shit like that, you know, outrageous shit. Now I decided that what I wanted to do was add on a couple of party games that I came up with all on my own. This is a party game that you could play if you had a party and you had some of your technician friends over and then you had some other friends of yours or maybe some neighbors or whatever who weren't technicians. This could be a really, really fun game to play. What you do is you sit around in a circle and you try to to sort it out so that you have a technician or somebody who works on cars and then you have a person who doesn't work on cars and then you have another technician. And so you're sitting around in a circle. There's maybe 10 or 15 of you and they're interspersed tech, non-tech, tech, non-tech, tech, non-tech. And what they do is you go around and the people who aren't technicians tell their worst story ever of having to deal with a mechanic or a technician, their worst story ever. Uh, one time I took my car in and I just needed to get a light bulb replaced and they told me I needed to get a whole lamp module. It was like $500 and then another $400 to plug it in. Now, I don't want to give it away, but the name of this game is called Fuck That Car. And so after listening to this story from this person, all the technicians in the group would raise their hand. And then at the same time, they go, one, two, three, fuck that car. And then they would move on to the next person. He would tell his story of woe, his tale of of misdeeds at a at a car dealership or a repair shop. One time I took my car in and they told me I needed tires. And I took it in because the wiper blades were streaking. And they told me I needed tires. I'm like, I don't need tires. I need wiper blades. They said, no, you need tires. I said, you might not be able to see where you're going. But if you do see where you're going, you're not going to be able to stop. And so I told them I didn't want tires, and then I had a flat, and I got the flat because they they wanted they didn't change the wipers. And then you all hold up your hand as technicians, and you together you go one two three, fuck that car. That's my party game for technicians. It's fuck that car. <laughs> but I have figured out, you know, as your uncle Jimmy, I do like to solve problems. Okay, and I think that honestly, if you have a, a young person in your life, be it a a son or a daughter or maybe a neighbor, or a nephew, or a niece, or maybe just, maybe you're a teacher, or, or a scout master of some sort, or maybe you have 
some sort of modicum, a small modicum of influence over young people, and you come across somebody that is saying something something along the lines, some kind of nonsense along the lines that he wants to become an automobile mechanic or a mechanic of any kind. And you really, I mean, you can't, obviously, in today's climate, today's atmosphere, today's society, you can't reach over and just slap the fucking shit out of him like you should. No, you have to kind of dissuade him. And and a lot of these games, if they were a little more well thought out, would be more fun to to listen to at least. And... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't spend a lot of time on it. I, I, obviously, you should be familiar with that by now. And some of these games, they show actual potential. You know, you could actually invent a game that keeps people, especially children and teenagers and men and women of all types, from ever wanting to be an automotive mechanic. Because really, and, and this is this is the point I'm trying to make right here towards the end, is that employers are really not doing their bit. They're not doing the job. They're not doing what they need to do. They don't seem to understand that when you have very little supply and great demand, and believe me, the demand is getting bigger and bigger and bigger every day. I mean, like I said, 20 or 30 open ROs in my shop. When I left there today, there's going to be a whole bunch more tomorrow, and there's still the same amount of us, and the same amount of stuff's probably not going to get done. When you have this great demand, and the supply is low, you and me, the guys who turn the wrenches, when the supply is low and the demand is high, the price for the supply should go up. And if they don't want to have it, if they don't want the price to go up, then they get to fail. They get to fail. They, they're going to enjoy a lack of success. They're not going to succeed like they want to. They're going to have to break open the wallet. They're going to have to pry open the purse. They're going to have to fork over. And it's not going to get better until they do. And they're never going to shell out enough they're never gonna they're never gonna pony up enough to make this problem go away they're never 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 gonna do that they're never gonna do that this if the job that we have paid really really well people would line up to do it and you could you could ask more of them you could you could increase the quality by increasing the quantity you know you if you had 15 technicians to choose from and two of them were going to be great and you could tell then you could hire the two and tell the other eight to go away but now you don't have any so you can't tell anybody to go away you hire them all and you hope they don't fail on such a magnificent scale that it ruins your business that's what you got going on and all because you don't want to pay. Now, I figured it out, ladies and gentlemen. As I remember, back in the 2000s, there were a lot of shows on TV about forensic science, you know, where they would go out and they would figure out a criminal's height, weight, sex, figure out if he's left-handed or whatever, uh, from picking up forensic clues. And there were all kinds of police shows and cop shows and, you know, New York CSI and LA CSI and shit like that. It caused a very large number of people to want to go to college to learn forensics. And so it was great for that particular genre, for that particular field of occupation. It was great. And then what happened in the, uh, in the following years, in the tens or the or the teens or whatever you want to call them, you had a sh- you had shows like The Big Bang Theory where these guys were somewhat nerds, and they they talked about science and physics and these sorts of things all the time and astrophysics, and so people pe- kids became interested in that, and now those fields have seen 
an expansion of the number of students wanting to get into that field, wanting to get into the sciences, which is great, really, which is really great because I think we need, we definitely need more scientists. We need more people thinking about a lot of the problems that we have and trying to figure out how to solve some of the things we have going on. I think that's great. But if we want to have technicians, more technicians, what we need to do is have a TV show of our own. And it could be scripted and it could even have all the characters played by actors. We could certainly have that. But if they made being a technician look like it was fun and enjoyable and maybe, just maybe, profitable, although I would hate for it to not be realistic, kids would see that and they would go, hey, maybe I do want to become an automotive technician. And as much as I hate to encourage people to become an automotive technician, somebody's going to have to fucking do it. Because one of these days I'm going to retire if I don't die first. And even if I do retire, I will still die. And I'm not going to be able to do this forever. And uh, I tell you, there's been days recently where I feel like I wasn't even going to be able to finish the end of the day. I just didn't want to. I've been very lethargic lately, boys and girls. And well, the fact that I'm having to record this podcast on Monday night and it's almost Tuesday morning now, uh, that should show you, that should show you what's going on in my life. So yeah, if we came up with a TV show where it showed a bunch of technicians working in a shop and you know they're handsome and good looking and they have a lot of fun and they kid each other and they they go out with girls and they do all kinds of different things and and they just basically having fun and you know at work and not at work you know then then probably all kinds of people all kinds of people would want to ha- want to do that too because we're all really basically sheep following the herd and and it's fine. I mean, you know, you got to you got to have a direction in your life if it's somebody else's direction too. Oh well, it's still a direction. You know, maybe it's not original, but who cares, really? I mean, it's your life if it makes you happy. And that's the thing too. You know, if you do something that makes you happy and this is this is the killer is I complain all day long about my job. Well, I don't complain all day long. There's sometimes I'm asleep, but I <laughs> complain all day long about how little my job pays or how much I hate it or how hard it is. But in the end, I really do love it, you know? But that just makes me crazy. That's that that that's just because I'm insane. There's there's a lot of reasons why I don't like my job. There's a lot of reasons why I don't want to do my job anymore. There's a lot of reasons why I want to quit my job. A lot of reasons, but I don't do it. And uh, you know, that that could change at any moment, really, honestly. So keep that in mind too. You you know, there's there's an excruciating need out there. We're short six hundred and forty-two thousand technicians this year alone, and it's going to reach three quarters of a million by 2024, which is just a couple of years away. Anyway, uh, you're going to be able to pick and choose and, and somebody somewhere is going to figure out that if they want to get good, high quality technicians, they're going to have to pay good, high quality wages. And there's probably some places that are actually doing that right now. Uh, just not heard of them yet or else I'd be working there. <laughs> All right. You know what? That's enough for your Uncle Jimmy. Uh, I just wanted to put a goofy podcast out there for you. Uh, I think I succeeded. Uh, we'll call it Games We games Head Games or Games We Play or something. We'll call it something. Okay. But if you've got ideas for other games that might be educational or even not educational or maybe just destructive or obnoxious, uh, definitely hit me up with them. I, I would love to hear them. Um, if you've got pictures of your garbage cans with shit stick, six six to eight feet over the top of them i'll i'll take those i'll take those we'll put those right on the website i don't care those are those are always fun to see uh i i know some of you have these fucking monstrosities of garbage i know that i've seen them i can see them in my mind i can see some of the pictures of them already and even they haven't even been taken yet all right anyway that's enough for your uncle jimmy he's gonna get the fuck out of here and go to bed okay uh but i want to leave you with that 
Uh, games people play. Games games people should play. All right. Anyway, one of the games I want to play is where I sign off. And when I sign off, I do the same thing every time. I go, <gasps> see you.